of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a Swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. The Morning Hookup on ESPN Lincoln. In the morning hookup again. Special thanks to Henry T. Buchanan for hanging out with us on the morning hookup. Boy, that is music to my ears right now. It's Marco D'Angelo, wagertalk.com. Marco, happy new year! Happy new year to you guys and all of the listeners. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, by the way, I got all the free picks last week, just let everybody know. <laughs> you didn't even, I didn't even give them to you. Yeah, you didn't even share them. Nope. Marco sent me a special pick list because he thought we were on the air. <laughs> what the hell do I look like over we, here? And Mark I mean, and I cashed some tickets, too, just let everybody know. Not going to tell you what they were, but we cashed tickets. You even know I was going to the casino, too. Yeah, sorry. You, you left Margo hanging, so I got him. <laughs> Whatever. I'm happy for you guys, Marco. You've been great all year. Yeah, yeah it's been awesome. Marco, what was it like? Uh, I mean, obviously, a lot of people celebrated New Year's, but I don't know if a lot of people get to celebrate it like they do in Vegas. Uh, Vegas is crazy. Uh, you know, we get three to 400,000 people come in for that uh, weekend. And uh, if you saw the Raider game last week, mm-hmm. there were more red jerseys in the stands uh, than Raiders. Uh, San Francisco, uh, they just invaded uh, the town. And we talk about it all the time. If you got a road game on your NFL team schedule, and one of those road games is the Vegas you're not the brightest person if that's not the one you're going to. Because, like I said, for one weekend, you can even bring the misses and still have a great weekend mm-hmm. with go to dinner, go to a show, gamble, go to the game on Friday. It's, you know, and we've got some of the best restaurants in the world here in Vegas and, mm-hmm. and shows and entertainment. And New Year's Eve for me was a hockey game at noon, <laughs> which, is, which was weird. Then the championship games, and then uh, you know roll uh, roll into midnight. The good thing about West Coast guys, I tell you, this is the best uh, zone time zone to be in for watching sports. Uh, one, because you get to go to bed at a decent hour than our people on the East Coast to watch them. But if you're on the East Coast, you got into your first fight of 2023 with your significant other watching the end of the Ohio State-Georgia mm-hmm. game because as they were lining up to kick the field goal, the, the ball was dropping in Times Square. How many fights do you think there were that night? Oh, my gosh. You have to um, – I'm gonna, before we get into the games, I'm going to have Will tell you his story because Will made his way to the horseshoe uh, just across the border here. Will, tell the story because Will turned – by the way, Will turned 24 on the in New Year's Eve, which is a great birthday, by the way, to yeah. have – but he went to the casino. Marco, this is what happened to him. It was it was perfect timing. You know how casinos are. They got uh, TVs literally everywhere, and every single one had the Ohio State Georgia game on. We all know how the game ended, right? Uh, well, the field you goal, maybe the missed field goal. Uh, but we're all watching it, and all of a sudden they they snap that field goal, and every single TV in the joint cuts off, 
and turns to the countdown. Oh, no. And everybody and their mom was yelling because they didn't see the kick. We had to look it up on our phones. It was perfect timing. <laughs> Could you imagine? My goodness. I wouldn't know what to do with myself. They don't so. do that in Vegas. You know that. It, well, you know, but you know, it was only 9 p.m. when they were kicking it here in Vegas. That's the beauty of West yep. Coast. Wow. And, and, and I know this one, uh, Bill would appreciate the Thursday night, Sunday night, and Monday night games all start at 5.15 or 5.30. That's happy hour, guys. Oh, man. <laughs> You're at the bar for happy hour when the game's uh, kicking off. It's absolutely amazing to be out there when that happens. It is. I mean, you're like, so there's like, I've been out there over the Christmas season sometimes, and you catch a college basketball game, you're like, oh, what time does this game start? 11.30? It's 1.30 in the Perfect. Let's go. It gives awesome. you a reason to start earlier. Sounds great. It does. So. Always. <laughs> All right, Marco, here we go. Speaking of that, the Natty is coming up. You've got the Georgia Bulldogs, and you got the surprise TCU Horn Frogs hanging out together, coming off a weekend where a plethora of points were scored. Yeah, guys, and a great uh, setup for me to start this one because my opening line is going to be, after watching those two games, is anybody going to want to bet the under? Well, this guy is, and I'll tell you why. Uh, one, this, they've inflated the number. Uh, they always inflate the number on national championship games, Super Bowl games, because if you put 100 people in a room, no matter uh, if they know anything about gambling or not, you tell them to bet the over or the under, more people will take the over because in their mind they think, I'm never out of the game. I can always keep scoring. But if you take the under... Obviously, once it goes over that total, your your bet is dead. But they don't look at it the proper way. You're winning the entire game until you're not <laughs> when you bet an under. And that's what we're doing here. The Michigan-TCU game got out of hand because of the turnovers. And once Michigan fell behind the way they did, they had to abandon their game plan. And what it resulted in is both teams were going up and down the field. They were throwing the football. Uh, Michigan wasn't able to use that power ground game that everybody said was just going to wear TCU uh, down, and they were blitzing. Why Harbaugh kept coming with the blitzes that weren't getting there, because guys were breaking wide open, and once you missed the first tackle, there was nobody left behind them, and you saw all of those scores, not to mention six turnovers uh, that set up scores. Two of them were immediate scores with pick sixes. Georgia is going to ground and pound. And provided they somehow don't fall behind by 14 points early in the game, they're going to continue to ground and pound uh, because TCU is not going to be able to stop that running game. Uh, Georgia will control it on the ground, which will control the clock and will chew up clock. And if you go back and look at all of the uh, Georgia and TCU, uh, the Georgia totals this year, nothing is in this range Uh but once or twice, this is an under, guys. I see 58 or less points being scored in this one. We're going ahead and playing under. For the game, I do lean to Georgia, uh, but our official play here is to take the under. Yeah! Marco, since we're on that, we're going to go to the NFL here in a minute, and I know a lot of people are going to ask, and I should have asked you this earlier, but uh, are there any props that you'll be leaning towards? In this, because because you know when it's the Natty or the Super Bowl, right. it's it's props for you know. There's a ton of them. 
what I would look at because in, when you're betting props, you want it to be a continuation of your handicap. If I think they're going to run the football a lot in this game, I'm going to look at overs involving the running backs for Georgia. And everybody likes to bet overs, and generally the unders are the better value. I think where you're going to see value on unders are the under props on the passing for both quarterbacks, because if I am correct in my handicap where there's going to be a lot of running and the clock's going to run, you're going to have less opportunities to throw the football. So be looking at unders as far as completions, yardage in that area. We're talking to Marco D'Angelo. Marco, we are getting into the final regular season week of the NFL season. Let's start off with Tennessee heading to Jacksonville. Yeah, in, uh, this game makes a lot of sense for the Saturday game because this is the one where they don't have to worry about anybody else. It's the winner that comes out of this one is in the playoffs, so this will be a fun one to watch, or maybe. Uh, Tennessee is not fun to watch offensively, obviously, and uh, that offense has been pretty offensive at times recently. But, you know, last week, i got to give him credit. Joshua Dobbs, I mean, he come in, you know, without knowing a playbook. Uh, he's only been there for a short period of time. Uh, we saw this earlier in the year, Baker Mayfield do something similar. He played well for Tennessee last week. That's not the reason, you know, they lost. Clearly, Tennessee was in the mode. They knew that last week didn't mean anything, win, lose, or draw. They had to win this week because of the tiebreakers involved uh, with Jacksonville, the head-to-head matchup. I'm going to go ahead and take Tennessee to keep this one close. Jacksonville's playing great. There's no question about that. And they're on that four-game winning streak. But, guys, let's be realistic. The four-game winning streak, uh, they did have the Jets who are in total disarray in there. They had Houston, who's going to have the number one draft pick in the NFL next next year with their record this year. And then, yeah, yeah, they beat Dallas. But if you remember when they beat Dallas, um, Dallas had a big lead in that game and had an absolute collapse with the turnovers. And the game, uh, they ended up losing it in overtime and then they did beat Tennessee the first meeting it was a close game but if you go back and look at the stats of that game uh, sorry it wasn't close it was a 14 point game but there was four turnovers by Tennessee in that game Uh, I like Tennessee to keep it close the experience factor Jacksonville's been beating up on uh, softer competition I think it's a three-point game either way Let's call it Jacksonville by three, but I'm grabbing the six, six and a half. Yeah! Uh, next game, this is a fun game because we talked about Vegas. Kansas City it will be having their final home game in Vegas. Uh, with Vegas having a little bit of stuff going on at the quarterback spot and getting a lot. Well, last week was a, a good sign. Um, yeah, there was a lot of stuff going on. And any time, you know, the longtime quarterback, uh, you know, gets benched, uh, you worry about if it, does it fracture the locker room. But it didn't appear to. <laughs> they came out and played one heck of a game last week. And what, as I said, resulted in a, a road game for them. I mean, it was all San Francisco fans in the stands. Uh, and they put together a good performance. Uh, they led most of that game. And once again, I think it's now the fifth time this year, it's going to be an NFL record, that a team has blown double-digit leads and, you know, and lost them all. I mean, this is going to be like the fifth time last week. But what impressed me, 
Stidham gave them a spark. And yes, he made a couple mistakes in the game, which you would expect that was his first start. Uh, but he did throw the football. He threw for 365 yards. But what he did was he spread the field. Um, that was one of the things that Carr wasn't doing, a lot of dinking and dunking with Derek Carr. Uh, Jared Stidham, he moved the ball downfield, got the uh, defenders going backwards, which helps Josh Jacobs. And I think that is one of the keys to this game. I think Kansas City uh, has problems stopping the run. Uh, too often teams abandon the run against them because, well, they fall behind and they got to play catch-up. Uh, and speaking of playing catch-up, Andy Reid, uh, again, he's to his old uh, tricks here. 13-3 and straight up, guys, but just 6-10 and against the spread. You know, you take the foot off the gas and you let teams hang around. Uh, but I don't see anything changing this week. Why risk getting you know hurt? Let's get in, get out, get the win because they do want to secure the number one uh, seed. Not knowing you know what the NFL is going to you know do uh, with the situation from Monday, um, they want to get that win and get everything locked up. So yes, Kansas City wins, but I can't lay points with them. And let's not forget. Uh, Josh McDaniels, you know, he was on the hot seat a little bit as well. The fact that the, the quarterback went home, we know which one's going to take the fall. It's going to be Derek Carr. But uh, when he was in New England under Bill, Pars- uh, Bill Belichick, remember, New England always played Kansas City tough, gave him fits for years, uh, know how to attack. I think some of that should have rubbed off on Josh McDaniels, and we saw it in the first meeting. KC by three on points with the Raiders. Yeah. Next game, Marco. I think this game is interesting because we got Cleveland at Pittsburgh. Tomlin's never had a losing record Woo. with Pittsburgh, and he has a chance to continue that. We got Cleveland at Pittsburgh. By the way, I'm kind of surprised that Cleveland isn't favored. Why? Why do you think Pittsburgh's getting the favorite here? Well. Couple different reasons. One, it's it's Cleveland. Okay, <laughs> they're uh, uh, they find ways to lose games. There's no question. They they pulled off a win last week, or or was it more that they got Carson Wentz a game handed to them, a late Christmas present, and we saw what happened to Carson Wentz this week. He's on the bench. Um, Pittsburgh, you know, I know that's my team, and you know, I can sound a little biased, but let's be honest, um, they have played some really good football down the stretch and it all coincided with tj watt coming back when he came back off the injury uh that defense immediately was stellar and uh they're shutting everybody down uh if you look at their last uh seven games nobody has scored more than 17 points against them um that makes things tough and we've saw in the last couple weeks kenny pickett is growing up in front of our eyes i mean the uh christmas eve game uh, against the raiders it led to drive at the end of the game uh come from behind for a rookie quarterback that's impressive and then only didn't do it again a second week on the road on the biggest stage sunday night football um they want to keep Tomlin's record uh, going. So you've got big motivation there. It is a rivalry game, Pittsburgh and Cleveland, and they lost the first one. Uh, and the one thing you didn't mention, there is still one scenario that gets the Steelers into the playoffs. The Steelers win and the Dolphins and the Patriots lose. 
Pittsburgh Steelers is back into the playoffs. And you can't really call it backing in because look at what they've done down the stretch. Um, they're 6-2. and two. Uh, We're going to go ahead and call it for Pittsburgh. I got Pittsburgh winning by 7. Uh, it'll be a low-scoring game. Don't, don't get excited and look for a lot of points. <laughs> yeah! Being a longtime uh, you know, Pittsburgh fan and uh, I know a Mike Tomlin fan, is this the best job he's done? Um, yes and no. Um, a lot of people are criticizing the offense that uh, it's too vanilla and, you know, where the blame goes to Matt Canada or it goes to Tomlin for not, you know, forcing the issue. That's the only thing. But, um, yes, as far as talent that he has on this roster to start the season and to play half the season without your the best defense, not the best defensive player mm-hmm. on your team, the best defensive player in the league in T.J. Watt, uh, yes, I will give him that. This is his best. Uh, personnel uh, uh, coaching of personnel. Yeah, it's been pretty impressive. So, all right, our last one coming up here. We got the Panthers. Uh, they're headed to New Orleans for that finale. Yeah, this is one of those games that you might say, uh, why are you even looking at? Because there, there's you know nothing to play for in this game with either team. That is true, but I think what I am looking at, and most people, their knee-jerk reaction would be, hey, Carolina had it in their fingertips last week, and they let it get away. Uh, they had Tampa Bay on the ropes. Uh, let Tom Brady, you know, hit the wayback machine and uh, find the inner uh, Tom Brady that we hadn't seen all year with uh, throwing for uh, 400 and some yards last week, and then two long touchdowns. Finally, finding Mike Evans. But what I've looked at is the the whole picture, and we talked about how Pittsburgh has played well down the second uh, half of the season. So have the Carolina Panthers to even get themselves in the position that they could have made the playoffs with a win last week. Steve Wilkes has done a great job mm-hmm. as head coach since they um, fired Rule, who you know is coming to Nebraska. We all know that, and I think it, it's a good hire for college. I mean, Rule just didn't pan out. We've seen that with a lot of college football coaches not being able to make the jump to the NFL. But what he has done after you fire the coach, you bring in an interim coach, you tr- basically give away Baker Mayfield, who you signed to be your quarterback this year. Uh, you went with Sam Darnold that everybody has quit on how many different times. And then, oh, by the way, yeah, let's trade the best player on the team away, Christian McCaffrey. This team's playing hard, and I think they're playing hard for the coach. And, uh, you know, he's got the interim tag. If he isn't going to be here, this, you know, the performance that he turned his team around is going to be great if he ends up somewhere else. I think they win this one for him. And if you talk about a team that struggled offensively, uh, the Saints have not scored any points this year. 21 or less points in seven of the last eight games. I can't do that. Mm -hmm. I'm taking Carolina 24. 4 to 17 they win this one outright grab the points yeah hey marco you know um i feel like the end of the nfl is a lot like playoff uh the bowl games in a lot of ways how difficult and i know you guys do extensive uh, digging into research and all this stuff because uh, of handicapping some of these games for instance you got the like playoff teams that are already in the giants right now you trying to figure out how long is Barkley going to play? How long are these? Are you are you do you just stay away from those type of games? You know, you try to find some kind of edge, you know, in a game. And a lot of times it might be not in the game uh side, but it could be in the total because if you get two a game with two teams that 
have nothing to play for, uh, those games have a tendency to go over the total. Um, if it's two losing teams, neither one in the playoffs, um, the last five years, I just did this stat on the show we do bet on it, 20 and 12 to the over the last four seasons. Uh, that's 62.5%, just blindly playing the game's over because, hey, do you want to get hard on the last week of the season? Are you going to make that big hit to try to jar football loose? It almost becomes, a, I don't want to say as bad as an NBA All-Star game, but, you know, you're, you're not going up and, uh, you know, risking injury and uh, putting forth, let's say, your best effort. And it always takes more energy to play defense than it does to play offense. You know, and another one, I mean, an unfortunate situation, obviously, uh, uh, young man, uh, Mr. Hamlin, still, uh, you know, in intensive care with that. How, how, do, how are those situations, I mean, it's unprecedented, obviously, we never have experienced stuff like that, uh, but for you guys, when you look at it, if they end up playing, do things get reset? How does that all work? You know, every, this is different in regards to the only, you know, the only time else that I can think of in, you know, my memory is, you know, right after, you know, uh, 9-11. Um, yep. Because this is something that affects everybody. Mm-hmm. Whereas what we have seen in the past, like things that pop into my mind, emotional type games, I still can't forget the the Monday night game with Brett Favre. Yep. You know, when his father passed away, you know, and he played the game. And, you know, it affects everybody different. Some, you know, uh, but we've seen more often than not, uh, how about the the big comeback by Mississippi State yep. in the bowl game? Mm-hmm. Uh, Mike Leach just passed, you know. Uh, generally, it's something that's up, but that's something that involves just one team or one particular person. This is something different because every it affects everybody. Obviously, it affects the Bills and the Bengals more because they were there, but every team is kind of feeling something right now, and you just got to, you know, when you don't know, go with what you've done all along and just figure that, you know, everything will come to, you know, that middle ground. Awesome. Good stuff, Marco. Again, it's 2023. It's a new year. Tell everybody about the app and where we can find you. Yeah, you Wager Talk TV is the app downloaded. It's free and it puts everything that you want right in one spot. You can watch it on your phone. You can put it on your TV. Um, it's the easiest thing to do. And of course, one show that I always say, check out is Bet on it. Uh, we do it uh, twice a week, but now it'll be just the, the NFL the rest of the way to through the Super Bowl. Uh, check that out every Wednesday night. Awesome, Marco. We appreciate you, man. Thanks for hanging out, and we'll talk to you real soon. All right, guys. Take care. See Thanks, you, Marco. Marco, Marco D'Angelo, wagertalk.com. If you missed anything from Marco, you caught it in the middle or whatever, after the show, if you want those picks that Marco just gave, go to ESPNLincoln.com. Check out our podcast. Guess who's waiting at the door? Yeah, we'll be back. Capping with Coriel.